0: We'd like to present Not Seen Before. I think you want you want everybody to smoke weed. Hey, this is Voice Gracie, and you're listening to the Inside BJJ Podcast. It was a stream trip. That's racist. Another race. That's racist. Another race. This is Kurt O'Seaner. This is Inside BJJ Podcast. Don Stammage! Jiu-Jitsu sucks. God oh, damn it, I think you want, you want everybody to smoke weed. You are Mr. Sarkasm. This is so Anastasia Rogers, and you're listening to the Inside DJJ Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Inside BJJ podcast. I want to remind you, if you enjoy today's program, please give us a rating, a review, check it out on iTunes. You could also download the Inside BJJ app from your app store if you have an Android or iOS mobile device. Make sure you get it. It is the world infamous Inside BJJ podcast. Hey, we got a great show lined up today. I have the opportunity to speak to a friend of mine that I got to meet when my wife and I maybe we, we just got into Italy. We just got in and we just got out right before shit hit the fan, but I got to make some really good friends out there in the jujitsu community. And, uh, I hit one of them up and I said, Hey man, you know, like, it'd be really awesome to have you on. I know you guys are, um, stuck in quarantine and we've been kind of keeping, keeping in contact a little bit. And so I wanted to, um, get, get my partner on here so we could talk about what's going on live on the ground, boots on the ground update right out of Italy. And I think it's important because in the United States, we're probably, I don't know what the number is, but we're probably behind five weeks, maybe somewhere around there. I mean, I don't really know. I'm not an expert, but I would say somewhere around there, six weeks, maybe give or take, I don't know. And we're probably behind Italy in that sense, so we're following, and this is uh, could be some good help, at least for our minds in the way we think about this, in the sense that we could talk to somebody who's a little bit further out in front, and they can kind of see what's going on. So I'd like to welcome my good friend, Barney Fagarazzi, yeah. to the Inside yeah. BJJ oh, Podcast. Yeah. What's going on, Barney, man? Live from Venice, I right?
0: Did. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh man, it's great. You have it's great to have you. We both are rocking the Jiu Jitsu Squad Venezia shirt on. Yes, today.
0: man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. That's a big gift. <laughs>
1: that's, that's, so, that's dope. How you doing, my friend?
0: We're doing good. We're doing good. So luckily, the situation here in Venice is better than in other parts of Italy because <clears throat> for those who don't know, Venice is a city in the northeast of, of Italy, but it's on an island. So an island is a bit easier to control. So we haven't had that many cases compared to, let's say, Bergamo or Milan. So situation is fine for now.
1: Nice. You know, I was thinking I had never been to Venice. And when we went to Venice, I I just, I don't know. I had no idea that Venice was like a maze. You know, it's like there's no cars. There's there, it's just tiny little streets you yeah, get in there right. like Google Maps doesn't even work <laughs> you know you can literally get lost in there that. right
0: yeah 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 so yeah we we've been we've been lucky I must say we've been lucky because uh, it all concentrated in the northern part of Italy and other cities are yeah are in bad bad trouble bad bad trouble.
1: Do you feel like because Venice is enclosed, maybe it's a little safer if, if the virus isn't there, right? It's easier to keep it out?
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because, I mean, Venice is linked to the mainland only through a long, long bridge. And once you close that down, there's only boats coming, so you, you can stop them easily. Yeah.
1: What's the situation like? Because, I mean... Man, it was not too long ago, just a few months back, there was some pretty bad flooding, right? I mean, Venice always has a, a history of flooding, but this was like worse than normal flooding, right?
0: It is, it is. It was back in mid-November, and so we were kind of recovering from that. And then all of a sudden, mid to end of February, we started with uh, with coronavirus, so a lot of people are concerned about the economical, um, you know, um, yeah. consequences. I
1: have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one thing when your business, you know, gets flooded out, it gets, dest- things get destroyed. You got to come in, you got to fix it, you got to work on it. But then when <laughs> you can't even reopen up for business, how are you supposed to survive? Like, what are people doing that own restaurants and shops? And I mean, there's a lot of tourism that goes into Venice and I know there's issues with that as well, but that's kind of like the lifeline, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's tough. It's tough because, um, Venice is very expensive. So if you own a business, a restaurant, a shop or whatever, you have to pay a lot, a lot for rent, a lot for everything, because everything that arrives to the city has to be, Uh, brought here by either train or truck and then shipped over on boats to your business. So you, you have an additional cost issue.
1: Wow. Yeah. It, it, you know, I can't imagine being, I complain like I complain right now about being a business owner and I'm like, ah, I can't run my business. Like my business is closed. What do they expect me to do? Like, you know, but if my business had been flooded out two months ago, And now I'm fixing it and I'm like, I'm going to open up, I'm getting it all fixed and we're going to open back up. And then the government goes, nah, you're not going to open up because there's like a virus going on. Yeah, man, that's, that's tough, tough. dude. That's tough.
0: It is. We were complaining a lot. And well, I think you complain until you see people dying. Yeah. You know, so we were complaining about all these restrictions and the quarantine and stuff. But then when we saw on the news, how many people were dying, we're like, no, this is serious. You know, business is important, but not as important.
1: We we were talking for a couple minutes before we we jumped on, and you were you were kind of talking about the thought process or 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 what where your your state of mind was when you guys kind of first heard about coronavirus, and then it became a little more real, and then it was like, oh shit, we might have to close. Can you just can you just talk yeah. back through that again and kind of walk us through course, yeah.
0: how it course, happened? Yeah. So the first times we, we heard about Corona, it was uh, back in mid December, about but it was all confined to China, you know, Wuhan and, and stuff, and so it felt very far away. And maybe as Westerners, we didn't kind of relate to the lifestyle and 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 all that stuff, so we were really concerned about it. I mean, we have have a lot of tourists coming over to Venice from China. And so there were still a lot of Chinese people flying over to Venice. Some people were concerned, but not that many. So we kind of kept on going with our lives. So that was around Christmas and New Year's. Then January is quiet here in town, so we don't have that many tourists. It's It's the only time of the year that's a bit quieter now. So we kept on going with our lives, and then in uh, February we had um, Carnival, which is a massive event. It's like one of the biggest events in Venice, and a uh, lot of people celebrating on the streets and stuff. How
1: how many people? Like Venice has a population of fifty thousand.
0: heard? we're we're fifty three thousand inhabitants in the city, and on a yearly basis, we have about twenty seven million visitors. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people flying in, a lot of people celebrating, you know. Wow. Wow. And so we're having fun, partying and stuff. And right before the main event, which is Mardi Grasso, Mardi Gras, they decided to cancel it. (laughs) And so people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, they're canceling the thing, the main event, the main, the reason you go there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. right. It's like the party started, but before they bring the birthday cake out, they end the party. (laughs) It's like, everybody go home. No cake, no happy birthday.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So People are kind of thinking about that more and more like, Whoa, a lot of people are losing money. And so there, there must be a reason behind that. Right? Yeah still, there were a lot of misconceptions about coronavirus, also you know about the fact that, yeah, only old people get it or only old people are really in danger because of it, and it's not more than a normal flu, all that stuff. So, for example, we kept on training for another ten days after that because there was no uh, official guidelines uh, guidelines to follow or anything. so it was on one hand we saw they had cancer carnival which is massive on the other it didn't tell us okay now you have to stay home or, or or really watch out right so we kept on training and um for another 10 days and then the first uh decrease started coming from from the government so they were like you can keep on training but only if you keep a meter between yourself and the next person.
1: So, <laughs> how are you going to do Jiu-Jitsu like that?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we're thinking about the fact to switch to you know Bushido and all that stuff with it, <laughs> but didn't quite work out. So we're just doing um, you know solo drills and uh, and conditioning, you know, planks and jumping jacks, uh, burpees and stuff. Sure. And people were taking a piss at the gym, you know. Oh, what are you guys doing? I mean, you're you're overreacting. It's exaggerated and all the stuff. So, still, yeah, it wasn't easy to understand. And then um, around the seventh of March, so a week after that, they told us we we had to stop training. We couldn't keep on training, like. Right? and a a few days later they shut down all the gyms and they told us we had to uh, stay at home in a a lockdown. It was kind of a soft lockdown though. It wasn't the lockdown we're having now.
1: Can you describe that? Like, what do you mean by soft lockdown?
0: Yeah, so uh, they uh, encouraged you to stay home, but a lot of businesses were were still running. A lot of uh, shops were still open, so... They kind of were encouraging people to stay home, but you weren't forced to, and um, people could still go out for a run. For example, they were just telling you to kind of avoid crowded areas, don't go to bars and restaurants. But apart from that, you you were able to do gotcha. pretty much everything. And and how? What
1: was? I mean, how was it received? by you and your friends and your peers. Did you guys take it seriously or were you kind of like, eh, you know, we're young, we're going to do whatever. You know what
0: I mean? Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Same thing. So, um, we, we have this, uh, uh, WhatsApp group, you know, for, for training and stuff. And we're all complaining, right? Oh my God, this is a pain in the ass. We can't train (laughs) and, um, you know, uh, we should do it anyway. And I was like, man, I don't know, it's, uh, you know, jujitsu. someone gets hurt and you don't have insurance because you, you were not officially allowed to train and stuff. So I was like, wow, guys, I don't oh, think this is a good idea.
1: Wow. Does it work like so, that? Whoa. I didn't even think about that. Like if you get hurt and then they go, well, how'd you get hurt? Oh, I was doing jujitsu. Like why the fuck were you doing yeah, jujitsu? Right,
0: <laughs> Damn. So I was like, guys this is not a good idea, but still I kind of wanted to keep on training, but I wasn't sure about it until my professor Emiliano wrote me like, um, this was a bit before, but he wrote me like, well, I, I don't think it's a good idea to train. I was like, well, um, I disagree, but if you're, if you're the teacher, um, sure, if you're the professor, of course I'll, I'll tell you what you say. But, and then, I'm actually told that he was right, and I was wrong, so yeah. um, the how we received it in the beginning was like a pain, you know unnecessary maybe, and uh, after a while, I we were glad actually that they introduced such restrictions
1: yeah so. how much how much secret training was going on? Cause jujitsu guys, they're already doing secret training. Like even when regular class is going on, right. There's always guys getting together like, Hey, let's work on this on the side. You know, how much of that was going on initially?
0: I, I must say it, as I said, it happened very quickly. So not that much, not that much. I mean, no, because uh, from the time we were allowed to train to when they said, no, you have to stop completely. It happened pretty quickly. And then, after they told us we had to stop, the first cases of coronavirus started coming up in, in northern Italy. I see. And one of the hotspots, one of the cities that has the more cases is Bergamo. And it's just a two hour drive from Venice. Yeah. So, yeah. shit, this is very It's not far, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can feel you. I, I mean, I kind of had a similar feeling when we started having cases show up in the Bay area, San Francisco and yeah. the Silicon Valley. Cause that's an hour and a half away from us. That's 90 minute drive. And you go like, dude, there's so many people who live here and they work over here and they drive back and forth. And then you knew like, Oh, it's going to be here. It just hasn't got here exactly. yet, but in a week it's going to be here. Yeah. Damn. What's, what's the, what is the lockdown like now compared to the soft lockdown? Like how is the lockdown now? Like describe to me your day. Like what you, what what, what happens?
0: Um, <laughs> Netflix is true. <show>, you know? <laughs> Nothing. <on. laughs> um, uh, the lockdown now is very strict. So if uh, all businesses are closed, all the uh factories are closed also, so they just producing uh the uh the most important things, you know, like chemicals for uh for medicine and stuff and masks, gloves. The rest is just closed. In town, only things that are open are supermarkets and pharmacies. So streets are empty. So when you're leaving your house you have to bring like a a declaration with you where you're stating like a statement where you say from where to where you're going why you're going there so you have to write down everything you're doing and police are checking. so wow. if, if you know you gotta get a fine or you know
1: that's that's uh yeah, yeah we don't we don't quite have that But we have, uh, you know, if you're an essential worker, you get a piece of Mm -hmm. paper from the government, I guess, they sent them out. And it says that you can travel and do whatever it is you need to do for your job. The police, at least in our area, they're not really stopping people, but they have authority now to give you a fine, like a $2,000 fine. If you're out doing stuff that you're not you know, if you're not like going to the doctor or getting groceries or getting medicine, you're not really supposed to be out. But there's lots of people out. Yeah, yeah, if I go down the street right now, there's people out. Like some oh, people yeah. some people are in and some people are out. And they're like, Fuck you, what do you you know, and what do you do? Like you're like, Okay, like don't get sick, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here it's it's more serious. So, um, If, if, for example, you, you, uh, you've had a Corona and, you know, because they checked you and, and you know, you've had it and they catch you outside, then, uh, you, you gotta go to jail, man. Yeah. They're taking it.
1: Well, I think, I think that that's serious enough though. Like if you know you have it and then you violate that and then you go to work or you go outside and you get around people, you're, you're an idiot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is it? So, go ahead, sir. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So that's pretty much it. Uh, I went to the supermarket today and, uh, in order to get there, I had to wear a mask and, um, and gloves. Uh, and when you get there, you have to sanitize everything. You have to disinfect uh, your, your trolley and stuff and everything you you're touching, you kind of put it in your bag and nobody touches it anymore. Wow.
1: Wow. That's crazy. I mean th- it's it's like um the I feel like the only preparation that I've ever had in my whole life for something like this is from watching movies.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know? We're so not used to that. We're so not used to that. I mean, um there's only five people who are allowed at once in the supermarket, and the rest have to wait outside. We're we're really not used to that. How? It kind of feels so weird.
1: How long does it take to get into the supermarket? I mean, cause they have that now here, actually you have to stand in a line and only so many people get to go in and you got to stay yeah, yeah. apart. Well,
0: actually, um, in Venice, we're quite lucky because it's a city that usually has supermarkets for all the visitors that come all uh, throughout the year Yeah, and we're not many inhabitants. So we have far more supermarkets that we, we, we should have, you know?
1: So you're still getting shipments of stuff that come in. Your food supplies, yeah, yeah. Daily.
0: We, we have everything. Only thing that's uh kind of missing at the moment is uh yeast and flour because oh. a lot of people are baking with pizza and bread at and home. Yeah, stuff, but...
1: I- Italians don't use flour, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but apart from that, we're good. We, we have everything. We do, so.
1: What's the um. What's the camaraderie? What's the morale like amongst your your jujitsu team? Like, how are those guys feeling? It, it was a great group of guys, by the way. Like, we had such an amazing time, man. Like, especially the dinner when we went out to dinner that night after training,
0: oh,
1: dude. It was like it was perfect, man. What what is that? What What are the fellows like? What, what, how's everyone doing?
0: We're in terrible shape, man. We're in terrible shape. <laughs> <laughs> you start the lockdown, you're all motivated doing shoulder drills at home and push ups and stuff. And after a while, you know, you just uh, stuff <laughs> the day in front of you. right,
1: right.
0: Apart from that, we did. We we can't wait to get back on the match and uh, we, we're going to have a massive dinner together once we start training again. So, man, but we're yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, it's it's. It's really hard to stay in jujitsu shape without jujitsu. Like it's it's almost impossible yeah. to do. I mean, and, and we I do other things. I I swing my kettlebells, but yeah. I I put on a good ten pounds already. <laughs> Easy, you know. Just- yeah,
0: me too. Me too. I I just started uh, jumping ropes like two weeks ago to stay in <laughs> shape. But apart from that, I, I I think you can't get in a. You know, rolling shape, like sparring session shape without doing sparring. You have to spar. Impossible.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of eating out of boredom now. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. I don't know, I'm bored. I'm going to do, I'm going to have a snack. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then but, I, um, uh, I was going to say, I also tell myself, like, well, hey, you know what? If this is the end of the world, like, I want to eat as much as I can eat. I want to enjoy it all. Like,
0: <laughs> put Don't
1: some extra try. weight on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. What, well, what really surprised me is um, how the whole jujitsu community is tight all over the world. I mean, once we're not training, we're all doing the same shit. I mean, we're all sitting at, at home in front of Netflix. Eating rubbish and stuff, and uh,
1: quite surprised. With I, I think, and I've always uh, said this with some of my training partners back home. Here is that everyone I know that does jujitsu, like everyone that's really into jujitsu, they got a little something off up here. And without jujitsu, yeah. they're kind of like, you know. And and I told my wife, I'm like, I'm becoming an asshole. Cause I don't get to choke people every day. Like I need to go yeah, do something. Exactly. man. Yeah.
0: Exactly. We're having, my girlfriend and I are having arguments because of that, because uh, I'm I'm not letting all the power <laughs> out.
1: It's crazy, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Definitely, definitely. I but let's see, because, um, what's, uh, what's happening here? I mean, the, um, the morale is quite high in, in the team. But we really have no idea when we can go back to train because since the beginning of, of this lockdown, um, they've been just pushing the lockdown every few weeks. They've been extending it. Yeah. So in the beginning, they were like, okay, it's going to end the uh, 3rd of April. And then it was like, okay, no, the 3rd of April, but the 14th. And now they're extending it to uh, June, July. Wow.
1: And, yeah. So, and what's the situation with your? I mean, I mean, I think you're the only school in Venice, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What's are The only school in Venice. Oh no, actually, there's another little school that's been open for a few months, but not directly in Venice.
1: What is what is the situation like with rent? With shop owners who have to pay rent and they have to. They have landlords like
0: everything froze. So shop owners are not paying rent. uh, There's nothing going on Uh, because it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So we, otherwise we would have shut down.
1: Yeah. I mean, we face a different issue out here where the landlords, they're saying like, yeah, you should pay rent. Like you got to pay rent. And everyone's trying to figure out like, yeah, like, you know, some landlords are realizing like, you can't do it. Like you, if, if your
0: tenant doesn't have the money, I mean, don't have was, the money. Here, it was exactly the same. Landlords were kind of expecting rent to be paid. And then pretty much everyone was like, I can't do it. I mean, if you want me to, to stay here and do my business here in, in the future, you have to allow me not to pay rent for this time. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm, yeah.
1: It, it's almost like everybody has to go on pause, like all the debt, like you don't pay the landlord, the landlord doesn't pay his people. Like what are you going to do? How are you going to solve the problem? Otherwise somebody's going to get hurt really bad. Right.
0: Yes, definitely. And, uh, well, it's, uh, it's quite strange because I've never witnessed everything being on course here because it's, it's a little city. It's a small town, but there's always people and there's always something going on. And, uh, we're kind of very linked to to nature as you said we we've had high tide in november and so the rhythm of the city goes with the rhythm of the lagoon and now the lagoon is getting back into the so we have more fish in, in the canals wow we have yeah we have a lots of birds and stuff and this is quite positive this is quite the the only positive thing I can see out of it. Yeah. You're
1: seeing you're seeing the place where you live actually change because the traffic and everything has slowed down. And so the natural part of it is coming back and there's a lot of nature like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. And and there's other islands, right. That are by Venice, all the little islands and you could take the tours and go on them and they're very natural. And I imagine those are probably doing better as well without so many tourists coming to them.
0: They're doing great, man. So actually, uh, I'm not moving from home, but I get footage of, of of people you know who live in different areas of the city, taking pictures from from the balconies and stuff. And man, the city is beautiful.
1: That's amazing.
0: Empty and quiet, yeah. I
1: in maybe a a town like Venice is a. I mean, it's a historical site. It's historical. Yeah. It's a it is a it's a it is a city of world importance it's not just important to the italians or the venetians it's important to the whole world like it's a special city and maybe cities like that like it was probably good that it had a break a, a little break like damn all those people yeah. coming in constantly like and that was already an issue right big cruise ships coming in and dumping off thousands of people and just kind of ransacking the town with no real care for, you know, how they leave it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's on vacation.
0: So how I see it is there's a uh, two possible scenarios after this. Either people kind of realize how, how overcrowded the city was and, and how we should actually try to slow down because it was a rhythm that's unsustainable for such a small town. Or people get greedy once they get back to work they want more and more and more and more because they kind of uh, realize how uh how quick you can lose your wealth if you're not working and rents are high and all that stuff and uh so i hope i hope we're gonna move towards the first scenario where everything slows down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. That would be, um, ideal if we could get there. And I mean, we, we, we might be able to, you know, it's just when things pick up again, you know, and money starts flowing and then money talks and people start listening to the dollar and they don't care so much about nature anymore, unfortunately. Um, but I, I have found that this time, it has been positive in the sense that, you know, especially like for us, we're really busy all the time. Like we both work, we own a business, yeah. we're always in and out and just crazy, right. Always moving and hustling. Yeah. And you know, now we we get to sit down and spend more time together as a family. Like actually like let's play a game as a family. Like let's spend some time together. Let's be together. Let's work That's on cool some stuff, shit. Yeah. I have so much shit in my house that, has been waiting for me to fix or to take care of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've just yeah. been like knocking all that shit off, just getting it done. Cause like, if you're not, if you're not improving right now, then you're wasting yeah. this, you're wasting this time. Cause it may never happen again, ever, right? Ever. This is a once in a lifetime no, no. thing.
0: Yeah. And same thing happened here. I mean, uh, this is not my flat, as you see, because <laughs> it's way more beautiful. Uh, voila. Can you hear me? Hello. So um, I moved here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. So as you see, this is not my flat, and um, I moved here. This is my parents' uh, my parents' home. So I actually moved here because they have a little garden, and I have a dog. So uh, with the quarantine restrictions, it's it's very bad if you're having a pet because uh, you can't you know, bring them out and stuff. Right. And right. so it actually, it actually brought us together. So we're spending more time together and stuff eating, you know, having nice meals, spending quality times and stuff. So you have to make something out of it, you know, you get a, out of a bad situation. You have to find something positive. Yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. I think you do. And I think that if you can't, you know, if, if it's just a negative, ex- I mean, Look, if it's, if it's going to be terrible and it's the end of the world, well, there's nothing you could do about that anyway. You know what I mean? Like if this is really like some catastrophic, major, cataclysmic event, good luck. You know, you know,
0: yeah, true.
1: Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Like, but other than that, you, you got to live your life and you have to use it as an opportunity to, to, to be a better person and to move forward and to. Whatever lesson there is to be learned, we have to learn it. Is is individuals and oh, as a society. The the what bothers definitely. me so much that this is happening in in jujitsu right now, it, at least in the United States. With you know, there's a lot of gym owners that didn't want to close, and there's a lot of guys that feel like, hey, this is overblown, and there's a lot of people that go, no, it's not, and so they're they're fighting with each other over it instead of yeah. going like, hey we're all kind of in this and I see both sides of it. I see people that say, Hey, you got to close up, like stay home. Don't mess around. This is serious. And then I see the other side of it where people go like, yeah, but I can't pay my bills and I have kids to feed and I have like people depending on me and what am I going to do? I can't let them go hungry. And so there's this like, power struggle and this, it's hard to find balance. And instead of working together, people are fighting each other over ideas and it's, it's sad and it's pathetic. Honestly. And
0: it's exactly what was happening here as well, until the government stepped in. So once you, I mean a quarantine, a a lockdown only works if everybody does it. Sure. I mean, if we're staying home and I'm going out and doing whatever, I mean, we're not gonna stop the virus, right? Right. And so it, it's exactly what was, what was happening here. Also a uh, lot of people, well, you should keep on, uh, uh your business running. No, you should stop it and stuff. And once the government stepped in, we kind of had to do it. And, uh, we're actually benefiting from it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, and I don't know how it is in Italy and I, and I, and I wanted to ask you this actually, but, uh, I'll follow up. I'm going to say this first is that in the United States, most people don't trust the government. And most people don't trust the news and it's everything's politicized. It's like Donald Trump on this side and then the Democrats on this side and then everyone's fighting and people don't know what to believe. And so they're just making their own personal decision going, I'm going to stay home or I'm going to go out or, or whatever. Unfortunately, that's just the state of things right now.
0: Yeah, same thing here. I mean, after decades of having uh, Berlusconi as a prime minister, we've lost all you know trust in the government and stuff. But uh, it's one of those. Uh, it's an exception. You know, you have to trust trust experts. It's like if someone comes to your to to your school, you're the black belt. They have to trust you. I mean, right. And same thing is happening here at the moment. So yeah. even though you wouldn't this time around you kind of
1: have to you have to it's important yeah i i can see that what what kind of help is italy getting from the european union what 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 kind of involvement is the eu on any level involved or is this strictly just like it seems to me it seems like the eu just kind of makes those things like that's an italian problem you guys deal with it
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. And um, the feeling that you have, of course, the feeling that you have towards a certain uh, either problem or a topic is always filtered through the media you're getting, you know, or the websites you, you read and stuff. So the feeling that we're having here in Italy was that the EU was not taking it seriously. It was like, yeah, it's the Italians again, you know, the Southerners and uh, they, they, they're having a problem and they kind of can't deal with it. But now that, uh, that the virus has spread pretty much all over, I mean, Spain is in a very bad spot also. Uh, France is not doing good. Germany is, is, is starting to have a lot of cases also. Now it's become a, a European problem but in the beginning people were very pissed off because they were having the feeling that nothing was happening, you know? Yeah. Nothing was coming from from the EU. Yeah. So here we have this kind of hate and love relationship with the EU. It's not easy yet.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, the, Italy's a, not a giant country, you know, it's about, about the size of California maybe. Similar,
0: yeah, I guess, I guess so, yeah,
1: somewhere around there, geography wise. But I, I know it's, uh, it's got to be tough, man, to be in a situation like that. In, in, I feel for the Italians, and you know, it, it, not, it's just not in Italy. It's all over. It's in like New York is a hot spot now. Los Angeles is a hot yeah. spot. San Francisco, Santa Clara, it's, it's everywhere. And I don't know what the solution is yet, but I, I don't think. Out here, I don't think gyms are going to be open at least until after the, I think probably after the summer, personally, I don't think it's going to happen during, some people are thinking, oh, in May, in May, we're going to get to go back. And I think they're just going to keep pushing it out the same way they keep extending it where you're at.
0: Yeah, I I think so too, here in Italy also, because I mean, uh, May is impossible June, July, well, I don't know. In August, we're closed anyway because it's way too hot to train. So I I think we're going to get back on the mat in September. Wow.
1: I wonder if this will um, lead to an off-season for jiu-jitsu, at least in competition. One of the big kind of criticisms of the jiu-jitsu competitive environment is there's no Mm off-season. There's all January oh, through December. There's events one after another and they, they don't coordinate yeah. with each other. They're all separate and uh, maybe it'd be nice to have an off season. Like maybe we'd realize like, Hey, we're taking summer off from now on, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can still train, but competitively, we're not going to do, Yeah, you know, something, man. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Moments like this, they, they, they really force you to put life into perspective, you know? because you realize that the balance of things it's fragile and it can be, it's something can happen. And and this is, this used to really piss me off at first, but like, this is how interconnected it is. Something can come from China and stop me from running my business in California. You know what I mean? Like a jujitsu gym, it seems odd. It seems crazy, but that's how fragile the process is. And when you put it into perspective, you realize like, Hey, nature is a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> and it's scary. And we men and women, you know, humankind forever since our, our existence, we've been trying to protect ourselves from nature and from what can happen in this world we live in. And you can't always do it successfully. And And sometimes I think maybe we were over Dependent on like, hey, we could do whatever we want, live our life. We do this, we do that. We go here, we go there, and then something like this kicks in, and boom, puts everything in perspective, and you start to realize, like, hey, exactly, what's, what's it's
0: a massive reality check. It's a massive reality check because I mean, we're we're living in a time where we were are able to communicate from Venice to California, right, through the internet, and actually, if you catch a plane in, I don't know, maybe thirty hours, you're there. So we're kind of used to having everything, uh, accessible. Yeah. But this time around, no. I mean, nature is massive. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And, and and it really does make you realize in your life, like what's important and what's not that important. Definitely. So,
0: definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: One thing I realized is I love jujitsu, man. I'm missing it so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, um what, what I didn't know is how dependent I am of Jiu-jitsu, you know, because uh, really, sometimes I'm a piece of shit here. You with know? <laughs> <laughs> <Me laughs> mean, my girlfriend. Yeah.
1: And, and, and you know the the thing is is um, it, it makes you realize how important it is to you, but it also has made, especially these times have made me realize how important the people in Jiu- Jitsu are to me. Like I love jujitsu, the art of jujitsu, but the people in jujitsu, that's a whole nother part of it that comes with it that you learn about later and you realize like, dude, this is actually why I love it so much or the people like I get to sit here and chat with you. I just met you in October. I just flew out. Yeah. We didn't fucking know each other. You know what I mean? Like you just show up. What's up? We start talking, hanging out. Boom. You know, and then you feel like, Hey, I know this guy. I don't know you, but I know you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I mean, you, you can understand a lot of people, a, a lot of things about a person when you roll with them or when you train with them yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in general. And what I really liked is how the uh, jiu community responded. So a lot of uh, good coaches putting out their uh, free tutorials or free you know, trainings. And so, <clears throat> for example, what I'm doing here, I'm going all through stuff I have of uh, Octavio Coto, our head coach, because as you said before, you have to make something out of this time. You have to, to, if you're not improving on the match, you have to improve at home. You have to study and keep on going. But the people are kind of special. The jiu-jitsu people are kind of special.
1: Yeah, they are. And, and as an instructor... You know, you got people that they're looking to you. They're like, yo, what are we going to do? What are we doing? What should we do? And and you can't, you can't be crying your eyes out every day going, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm so depressed or I'm down or no. I'm pissed. That's, that's, you can't be that way. Like I, I've been telling my students and I tell people that do jujitsu, like right now life has the mount on us like it has a heavy mount and it's smothering us and it's like rah and we we want to panic and give up and like put our arm out like take the arm bar or, get my neck you know exactly. i'm done i want to tap the pressure you gotta fucking stay gotta in the breathe. game gotta breathe man yeah
0: yeah, breathe. yeah definitely, definitely. absolutely
1: Dude, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I really do appreciate you uh, spending the time with us. And Stella and I, you know, there's a trip of a lifetime to come see you guys. And we always say like, dude, we got to go back. Someday we're going back, dude. So we will yeah, see awesome. you again, brother. We're,
0: we're waiting for you. Dude. Okay, thank you very much can't man, wait. for having me.
1: All right, brother. Thank uh, you.
0: We're going to wait for you here. Ciao. All right. You bye. too.
1: All right, brother. Take care. Bye. Oh man, that was awesome. Barney is a real good dude. Barney Fagarazzi. He's from the Jiu Jitsu Club Venezia. I apologize. Um, Looks like I lost some phone connectivity somewhere in there. I mean, we still got the audio, but it looks like the video dropped out. Still, you know, trying to bring trying to bring video to what you're doing when almost all of what you're doing was audio previously is a little tricky and it's a one man show. Like I'm running, I'm running everything. Motherfuckers. I'm running the cameras. I'm running the audio. I'm running the soundboard. I'm running the recording studio. I got monitors and cameras and like I'm tracking 17 things at the same time. Cause I'm a genius like that self-made motherfucker. Nobody, nobody going to tell me what to do. Um, but man, I'm really glad I got to uh, talk talk with Marnie. He's a real good dude, and you know a lot of crazy shits going on in the jujitsu world. And I've been jonesing for jujitsu. Like I realize I I'm a butthole without jujitsu. Like I I need to train. I need to be training. I need to get in on it. I need to feel it. I need to be active. And you know when I don't get that, it's like I don't know, man. I turn into an ass. I'm just regular everyday life things start to you know it's like where's the fucking jalapeno jack cheese it's like it's like everything turns you into the tiger king like the smallest infractions like all right motherfuckers someone's getting got it's it's just you know it's the it's the i need jujitsu i'm getting strong oh i'm getting strong I'm getting strong. I'm swinging that kettlebell every goddamn day now. I'm working my way up to that fucking 80-pound kettlebell. I'm going to fuck some motherfuckers up when I get back. I'm like 207 pounds right now, though, man. Like beef, dude. I got beef. I'm I'm bringing beef now, like serious beef to the game. But I uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I want, I want to let you guys know, hey, I'm running Zoom classes, and you guys are welcome to join from the podcast. But you got to DM me on Instagram and I'll send you the password. I know a lot of you guys and I could vet you out pretty, pretty quick. I don't want no fucking dumbasses from Reddit joining in. Uh, I don't like the way you showed that technique uh, when I was watching John Danaher's DVD. He puts his hand on the ground. He doesn't put it on the leg. Some like two stripe white belt. Pontificating. I spend twenty-three hours and twenty-three minutes on Reddit every day answering questions. It's fucking dumb. Everyone's freaked out of Zoom too. Get over it, losers. My privacy. It's like if <laughs> you willingly put all your shit on Facebook, all your shit on Instagram, all your shit on Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere else in the whole goddamn world and you're worried about Zoom. Zoom was sending some personal data of mine over to Facebook. Well, yeah, because you're live streaming from Zoom to Facebook, jackass. Zoom? Did you know people can watch your Zoom videos later if they? Oh God! Oh, what are you doing? Are you jerking off on the screen? Like, duh, dumb, dumb. Personally identifying features. Like, well, your face is all over the internet already. Get over it. You've been fucking around with social media for a decade, and now you're worried about Zoom. I don't know. You know what? I could use another 60 days of lockdown. Fuck it. I'm going to be defiant. Like the guy who gets out of the hole in prison. The warden's like, have you learned your lesson? No. Like Judd Nelson in the Breakfast Club. You want another one, Bender? Yes. That's another one. You want another one? Yes. That's two weeks. I got you. Two weeks, Bender. That's me. I want to stay in isolation. I want to put on 17 more pounds, work my way up to that eight. I don't want to come out until I can swing that 80 bell, 80 pound kettlebell. Then I want it to be over. Yeah. the just world's crazy, man. Some crazy shit going on. And I, I don't know, you know, I think what's happening is nobody's doing jujitsu and it kind of sucks if you make your living on jujitsu. Thank God, you know, I'm a multi-skilled motherfucker. If you think all I do is jujitsu and podcasting, you're out of your mind. I got my hands in all kinds of things and I'm fucking borderline genius. So I could do all kinda of shit. And so uh, you know, I'm not too worried. But if all you do is jujitsu, like if that's your whole fucking thing right now, like goddamn, that's you know, that's scary. That's that's tricky. That's that's You got to be willing to be adaptable. You got to be versatile. If you're going to dig ditches, you got to dig ditches, man. Whatever you got to do, you got to do. That's just the way it works. That's my philosophy on life. That's my philosophy on everything. You know, sometimes the easiest way to get that big pile of dirt from this spot to that spot is to get in there and fucking start doing it. Like quit talking about it and just do it. Get to work. Get to work. Um some crazy shit going on with De La Hiva, man, which is it's it's weird. And I take I take big serious issues with a grain of not not disbelief, not I'm not saying I don't believe people, but I'm saying like I don't jump on the um vengeance is mine saith the Lord bandwagon like right out of the gate. There's so many people who the the court, you know, the people the, the way people analyze things and they make snap decisions, right? Just snap decision, man. I just, I saw a video and I watched 62 seconds of it. And I know, I know everything about this video now, and this is what happened and this is what should happen. And this is what I say. And it's like, dude, you're, you're so far off the mark right now. It's, it's not even possible to bring you back into the ballpark. But, uh, Claudia, uh, Doval, who is a, was a Delaheva, you know, team member athlete. Came out and made some allegations against uh Ricardo Delahiva. Obviously he invented the jiva guard. Like what motherfucker has a guard named after him? Kanan don't even have that. You know what I'm saying? Like uh but you know she came out and said hey man he basically had some sexual misconduct. I don't know if it was like I, I I listened to it and I read the article and it, you know, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to classify it. I'm not an expert in that situation, but I do know this, this is what I do know. And this is how I do things, right? If somebody comes to me with an allegation about something, somebody says, Hey, this happened. Well, if it's serious, then I fucking take it serious and I look into it deeply and if that means calling the cops getting um, the authorities involved 100% that's the game we play that's what you do and the reason you do that is you have to take those things seriously you have to treat those things seriously and people making allegations have to realize if I say something there will be an investigation the police will be involved this will be 100% for real and I don't have a problem with that and if it's for real the motherfucker should go to jail hundred percent, hundred percent. If you're raping students, if you're out there doing crazy shit, you're fucking dumb, dude. You're, you're, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're, you're fucking up and you deserve everything you get. But if you're not, then you don't deserve it. And the problem is, is that in today's world, it only takes one person to read one thing on the internet. And then this super snap decision comes out And, you know, there's hasn't been an investigation. You don't know all the facts. You don't know all the details. And it doesn't mean you treat anybody. You don't treat her like she's lying and you don't treat him like he's lying. You go, hey, this is a dilemma. She says this. He says this. Let's investigate. Let's figure it out. Let's find out what really happened. Let's get down to the bottom of it. Let's keep our little personal opinions and platitudes and and all that. Let's shut that the fuck up because that's nonsense. And intelligent people, they don't pay any attention to that. It doesn't hold water. Let's really find out what's going on. And I would also encourage people this. If you have been the victim of something like that, you should call the cops, man. You should go to authorities you should get them involved if something really happened to you, you should go to the police do that do that first before you go like and, and I don't know if if Claudia did this and I'm not this is not directly in reference to her at all so before you white knights get your panties in a, in a wad that's not what I'm saying I'm not, I'm not speaking directly about her case I don't know about her case I have no fucking clue I'm not her and I'm not him. I hope he didn't do it. I really do. I hope he didn't, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. And I do know this. Let me tell you this. The reason why you get into jujitsu and you're like, I want to get a black belt. If you want to get a black belt because you think it's going to help you get laid, what do you think you're going to do once you get a black belt? You're going to try to get laid. Duh. So your reasoning was wrong in the first place. But if you want to get a black belt because you love jujitsu and you're trying to be good at it and you, you you fucking love the art and you love the struggle and you love what it represents, then that's going to be the person that you are once you get the black belt. You're not The black belt doesn't change you. It might make some enhancements. It might open some doors, but it doesn't change the core of who you are. If you're a shit bag, you're a shit bag. 100% and there's a lot of shit bags in jujitsu. I hate to break it to you. There's a lot of shit bags in there and it's not always the people that you that vocally people are going that guy's a shit bag. Not always. There's some shit bags that nobody's uh, come out and said they were shit bags yet, but I, I promise you I know some shit bags. There's a lot of them. So it's, it's, it's tricky. I just think, Hey man, if something happens, fucking turn fuckers in, man, let's make it real. If you really want people to pay, then make them fucking pay. If, if, and if you don't, if you're just trying to get some, like, whatever, what the fuck ever you're doing, then you're the one that's wrong and you should have to go to jail. That's how I feel about it. Cause when you start leveling accusations, if there if there's no merit behind them whoa like you're fucking somebody's life up in a big way and that's that's not okay on either side it's not okay to do that to somebody cuz that fucks somebody's life up you you fucking harass people you you become sexually inappropriate with them you you cross lines that shouldn't be crossed You know, like people are people and there's a variance. Some people say shit and you're like, why would you say that? Other people are more conservative and modest. They were raised differently. Some people, they don't have a filter. They fucking do things. They don't think it's out of line. You know, there's a, there's a swing. There's like a, there's a little bit of an allowance. It's like a rubber band. There's a stretch, you know, like you can kind of stretch it a little bit, but if it snap, it breaks. If you stretch it so far that it breaks, you went too far. And some people are sensitive and some people are like, Hey, so we've lost this f- ability for us to sit down and talk about things as humans now. Right? So if you cross the line, it's hard for me to come to you and go, Hey, you know, I wasn't comfortable with that. And then, and, and that person might go like, Oh shit, I had no idea, man. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. Oh no, we don't like that. We have to like make it, hey, Scott, this per- This lady, this person did this and I'm indignant. Why? I want to get likes. I could be elevated in my status now. Stupid. It's fucking pathetic, man. This shit needs to be rooted out of jujitsu. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I seriously fucking hate it. I hate this shit in jujitsu. It ru it ruins. It fucking ruins the martial art and the sport and the the craft that I love so much. It ruins it. It fucking ruins it, man. So I don't know. Maybe it's time to start segregating jujitsu, males and females women and men don't fucking mix. What about that? They're oh, man, you're a sexist. I'm not being a sexist. I'm being fucking real. Like, you know, like let's, let's change it up. Let's go. Hey, the girls train with the girls. The dudes train with the dudes don't fucking cross pollinate because there's too many fucking sh- too much shit. That's how it used to be used to be more like that. In fact, even in Stockton back in the day, there were gyms that had policies of like, hey, the men and the women aren't training together because it causes too many fucking problems. I don't know if that's the solution. I'm just saying. It's like, God damn. It's it's sad, dude. It sucks. It sucks. It bums me out to hear this shit. It really, really bums me out. And I think some people, they deal in this kind of news. Like, they love it. It's like they're excited. I can't wait to go online with this. It's like, damn, man. This is a black eye in the jujitsu community for sure. Either way, if he did it or if he didn't do it, it's a black eye now. So it it fucking sucks, man. And I hope everybody's okay. I hope she's okay. You know, Uh, I hope it was not what it sounds like. But if it was, then motherfuckers need to get in trouble, period. That's just how it goes. Speaking of getting (laughs) getting in trouble, Dana White. Dana, Dana, Dana. Dana has uh, been named as a victim in an extortion uh, lawsuit, which is kind of crazy, right? So apparently UFC Dana White, he responded Sunday to a civil lawsuit filed against him by a man who went to prison for extortion. He called it bullshit. This guy, Joshua Ernesto Ramos, he sued White for breach of contract. He claims that White uh, was supposed to pay him $450,000 for not disclosing White's name after Ramos's 2015 extortion case. Wow, this guy went to federal prison. Listen to this. This is how ballsy this guy is. I just found out that a bullshit fi- lawsuit was filed against me yesterday. It's from Dana White. I'm reading from ESPN.com here. This is uh, from Mark Raimondi. And he says... Uh, Uh, this guy went to federal prison for trying to extort me over five years ago. Now he's hired a lawyer who is also a convicted felon and he's trying to extort me again for $10 million. He got no money from me last time and he won't get any money from me this time. Wow. Wow. It says that uh, according to White appeared in a video having sex with Ramos's live-in girlfriend, a dancer at a Las Vegas strip club during an encounter in Brazil. The woman whom the suit says White had been seen over the course of several months taped herself in White without White's knowledge. After the encounter, Ramos was arrested by the FBI when he tried to charge $200,000 from an unnamed businessman. whom the civil suit says was White. Wow. Wow. So this guy, basically, he tried to extort Dana White because um, he had a sex tape. He wanted money for the sex tape. Dana wouldn't give it to him. So the guy got in trouble, and he went to jail, right? And then the guy's saying, hey, you're supposed to give me money to be quiet about the sex tape. He never gave it to me. This guy sounds like a full-blown idiot, like a full-blown idiot. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. This is it right here. What a moron. Yeah. So that didn't happen. You're not going to, you're not going to shake down Dana White. <laughs> you're going to shake down this Las Vegas player. This guy's connected, right? He comes from Boston. He left Boston. Cause like, you know, low level street dudes are, I don't even know if they were street. I don't even know what level they were. They sound like they were guys. I wouldn't want after me. We're after him. He hooks up with the Fertita brothers. You know, I'm sure Dana White has resources that this jabroni in prison doesn't have. I wouldn't fuck with Dana White. If, if, I, if I was going to fuck around with somebody, I wouldn't fuck with him. It, it must be a rough week for Dana, honestly, because uh, there's another report coming out uh, from a fake a fake Ariel Helwani account, which is pretty funny. It's Ariel Helvani. There's a V instead of a W so good he just copies and he copies Dana's style I mean Ariel's style and he said Dana White and Vladimir Putin have reached an agreement on travel arrangements for UFC lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov Nur- Nurmagomedov to come to the United States He will fight Tony Ferguson it's happening folks we'll go on a schedule no White had to step in and go bullshit it looks like um, Tony's going to fight Conor McGregor now uh, and I'm, I want to look up that card real quick Which, you know, is pretty awesome, but I really wanted to see him fight Khabib. Uh, Let's see. I thought it was going to be McGregor. Let's see what the uh, card is. Let me see if I got anything on ESPN. Oh, this is actually from Ariel. Oh, it's previously reported it's going to be Tony versus Justin Gaithy. Dude, I don't want to watch that shit. I don't want to watch Gaethy, dude. I don't want to watch it. Fuck it. I don't want to watch it now. Tony is keeps getting ripped off. This sucks. I'm tired of Tony getting ripped off. Every time he gets in there to get a fight, somebody rips him off, man. This is ridiculous. This guy's top-level dude. Can't catch a break. He cannot catch a break. He, they got to make him the champion. They just give him the belt. Look, dude, you're the champ. It's obviously you are the champ. You have to fight not just the guys that were put putting in front of you. You have to fight injuries, viruses, weird, weird, crazy shit. Like, God damn, man. Poor Tony. I feel bad for Tony. Tony's a good dude. Well... We'll see what happens man. I'm going to I'm going to watch the fight. You know people are going to watch the fight. Like it's going to be a good fight. I'm still going to watch him. I'm I'm going to watch him fight Gat. I am I'm, I'm not I'm not going to not support him. I just really wish he could have got that fight. Khabib or Conor, those are the two guys that I think everybody wanted him to fight or see. I want to see Tony fight one of those two guys. Because he deserves it. He deserves the opportunity to test himself against those guys. He deserves it. He's earned it and he deserves it and it keeps getting taken away from him. And I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't think Justin Gaethje or however you say his last name, Gaethje or whatever, he's a tough fighter, man. He's really good, but Tony deserves that elite level spot. Now he, he has worked and earned it several times now. He deserves it, man. So, um, I hope that, you know, he gets, he gets that, gets that opportunity, but it doesn't look, it doesn't look too good. All right. So, Hey guys, uh, thank you for joining the show today. I want to remind you to give us a follow on iTunes, go to the inside BJJ podcast, give us a rating, give us a review. You also can check us out inside BJJ Academy, 10th planet Stockton. When we open back up, you know, we're going to come strong. You know, that's what's up. Make sure you give us a listen on iTunes. Uh, Make sure you download the app, all that shit. Follow me on Instagram inside BJJ. Join me on zoom. Send me a DM. Thank you very much. My good friend, Barney, Fagarazzi, Jiu Jitsu Squad, Venezia We will meet again one day, motherfucker. I'm coming for you all in, in Venice. I'm gonna get you guys.
0: Rah!